0: You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids, another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations Because evangelical Christians are longing for Messiah to come. They know a temple has to be made. Mm. Uh, So they give enormous amount of money to the Temple Institute to get all of the stuff ready for the temple and to go towards building of the next temple itself. Amazing.
1: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Over the last few programs, we've been learning about the different arms of Judaism, different denominations, if you like, that make up the religious groups within Judaism. And this time, we're going to be learning about a fairly new denomination known as the Noahides.
0: As you just mentioned, we have talking about different denominations, and Judaism has quite a few distinct denominations within it, and we've looked at some of them, and they get often criticised for all these different denominations, but it is safe to say that of all the different belief systems around the world, Christianity far outstrips all others just by sh- the sheer number of denominations that we have within it. Like, for example, in Catholicism alone, there are 24 different Catholic traditions. Mm. If you did a search online f- for different Orthodox Church traditions, uh There are so many, in fact, that they list them alphabetically to cover them all. Uh, And as far as the Protestant world is concerned, the denominations are in the thousands. Mm. So let's not criticize the Jews or or any other religious group, really, for all their denominations because, man, we're all over that. (laughs) Streets ahead. Absolutely streets ahead, yeah.
1: So the Noahides then... As I said, they're a lesser-known group within Judaism, and I'm guessing from the name that they have some connection with Noah. Would that be a fair assumption?
0: Yeah, really good guess. Yeah, it is a lot less known, and it's definitely connected to Noah because of the name. That's a dead giveaway. First of all, the Noahide or the Noahidic community, they're monotheistic. Okay, Just like all the rest, they believe in one God in all, Uh, Like all the other sects within Judaism uh, and Christianity and theologically, they're probably uh, mostly aligned with the Orthodox Judaism. They also have uh, a theological alliance with the Hasidic community. So you're talking about the ultra-Orthodox and the Hasids. Mm -hmm. Because this group was founded in the 1990s by the Orthodox rabbis who were also connected to the uh, Chabad Lubavitch movement. So there you've got this connection with the Hasids. They are religious Zionists, so they believe in a national homeland. They're very much connected with the Temple Institute in Jerusalem. That I find really um, interesting because the Temple Institute, while they have a lot of backing and support from a lot of different religious groups within Judaism, they have incredible support from evangelical Christians. Mm because yeah. evangelical Christians are longing for Messiah to come. They know a temple has to be made. Mm. Uh, so th- they give enormous amount of money to the Temple Institute right. to get all of the stuff ready for the temple yeah. and to go towards building of the next temple itself. What? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so basically what is unique about uh, this particular group and their connection with Noah is a set of Noahidic laws. Uh, there's primarily seven particular laws.
1: Okay, so were these laws that were given... To Noah, because I don't remember God sort of presenting Noah with seven commandments or anything like that. Well, you
0: would be correct, Robbo. Mm. (laughs) You would be correct. No, he didn't give a set of seven laws, but they have made seven laws. (laughs)
1: Okay. That (laughs) was apparently given to Noah.
0: That apparently was given to Noah, yeah. And actually, they've pulled these seven laws from the Babylonian Talmud, Mm -hmm. not from the Bible, Okay, which is kind of curious. This is very much a group that the... Um, the Karait community would reject, right? Because they would say, "No, you've you've pulled yes, this, these yep. seven commandments out of the Babylonian Talmud, mm-hmm. not from the Bible." So we would would reject it. Yeah, but these there's, these are some of the laws. Like, um, and they are biblical. Mm. They just weren't given. To Noah. Yeah. Okay. So you've got uh, do not worship idols. Do not curse God. That's the first two.
1: Yeah. Well, they're both uh, good good things to keep. Exactly. Uh, in life. Obviously, another ones do not murder. I mean, yep. that that's another biblical principle, but not one that was specifically given to Noah. Mm-hmm. And then do not commit adultery, bestiality, or any kind of sexual immorality. Again, a good biblical injunction, but just not necessarily one that was given to Noah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Another one is do not steal. And another one is, don't eat the flesh torn from a living animal. Mm. Again, you would say, well, they they would be biblically mandated, but these are not part of a set of laws or rules that God specifically gave to Noah.
1: Yeah. And the final uh, Noahic law is about establishing courts of justice.
0: Again, you would go, well, yeah, what's wrong with that? Mm. Well, nothing. That's all a very good, solid biblical understanding of Scripture. They are good. They are in line with the Mosaic law. But again, there's really only a couple that you could say are connected with the instructions that God gave Noah Mm. after the flood had receded and they came out of the ark.
1: That's right, because God did obviously set Noah an agenda, didn't he, when he came out of the ark? I
0: think the ones that um, you would say would be very akin to what God told Noah would be the don't murder and don't eat the flesh torn from a living animal. Mm-hmm. If you read yeah. through that account.
1: Yeah, well this is found in Genesis 9 verse 4, you shall not eat flesh with its life that is its blood. So that's kind of, you know, speaking to that and then verse 6 as well, whoever sheds man's blood by man his blood shall be shed for in the image of God he made man. So that's, you know, once again the law of not murder and that's the the basic
0: Precisely. principle. Precisely. Yeah. So the other five laws that the Noahidic Judaism embraces, mm-hmm. Yes, they're biblical, but in in Scripture, they weren't given and mandated to Noah. Mm. So for Noahides, these seven commandments are just the starting point, however. Uh, The foundation, uh, if you would, for building a lifestyle of obligations and voluntary observances that are quite frankly just as constraining and restricting and all-consuming as a lifestyle, just like the ultra-Orthodox Herodim community. Mm. So they're very restrictive. They've got a lot of rules and regulations. But the striking difference between being a member of the Herodim or the Noahides is that to become a part of the Herodim, the ultra-Orthodox, if you're not Jewish, first you have to convert to Judaism and undergo an extraordinary amount of training and study it's rigid, it's complex, it's, it's exhausting, it's stressful, takes a long time. Mm. To be a Noahide, if you're a Gentile, you actually don't have to convert to Judaism and become Jewish. In fact, a lot of Noahides are actually Gentiles who walked away from the Christian faith to embrace all of the observances of the seven basic commands given to Noah, even though five of them weren't actually given to Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: That's fascinating. So I guess in the Jewish worldview and they believe that one day mashiach's going to come yeah. and rule the world and that gentiles aren't all going to convert and become jews but they will believe in mashiach so i guess there is a little bit of logic into in what they believe there
0: yeah 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 for sure like i think especially in first century judaism especially then and it's ca- it's carried on in in the more rigid groups there really was um a perception that the whole world was going to somehow Become Jewish and come under a Jewish mm. Messiah. Yep. It kind of was the mindset. And we talked before was he going to come as a suffering servant? Was he yes. going to come as a warrior? But however he was going to come, the whole world would effectively become Jewish and mm. embrace the God of the Jews. And so, in, to the ultra Orthodox community who believe that at some point in the future, you know, the whole world is going to worship God. So they're going to be mm. Jews or convert. You know, whatever To the Noahidic community No, you don't have to convert You can be a good Gentile Mm. Embrace God's laws And live according to them But you don't have to be Jewish You can live like a good Jew You just don't have to be Jewish So that would be the point of difference I think also, just to finish off I don't think this particular community The Noahidic community Is not closed, insular and isolated Mm -hmm. To the point that the ultra-Orthodox are They live very rigid lives But they're a lot more friendly and open.
1: That's a bit of a quick snapshot on Noahidic Judaism. Next time we're going to come back and talk more about Masorti Judaism on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.